it's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to get mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Ahrens. everybody, welcome to Get Mental Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We hope that you're having a great week as always, staying strong and positive. Today we have a very special guest talking about a very controversial and I believe important subject, uh, cannabis therapy. I've been wanting to cover this for the longest time, but really wanted to find somebody who can talk about it from personal experience and who is really knowledgeable in the field. And we are proud to announce that we found that person. And her name is Joanne Balboena. And she is the founder of Synergy, which is a full service cannabis industry. Um, it's a consulting firm specializing in commercial cannabis license and permit acquisition. Joanne is a forward thinker and leader she also founded the cannabis entrepreneurs community called Cannabis Masterminds to bring innovative entrepreneurs together to continue to build a sustainable cannabis industry. Cannabis, uh, this, there's a personal story here for Joanne, saved Joanne's life from the almost irreversible effects of PTSD, and today she is using it to impact the lives of others. The proud Dominican and New Jersey native lives in sunny San Diego and enjoys searching for the best strains of cannabis and walking her dogs, Ziggy and Hendrix. <laughs> I love your dog's names. <laughs> Welcome, Joanne. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for making time. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your position at Synergy. Yeah, so I, um, I started in the cannabis space in 2014. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet somebody that was working in the legal space at that point. Um, he introduced me to cannabis as medicine. Um, I uh, was dealing with, like you mentioned earlier, uh, PTSD issues that, from an accident that I had encountered while I was active duty. And um, I became interested in knowing like, why was, the, why, why was this illegal? Why was everything that I knew about the plant basically incorrect and, and mostly propaganda. And um, so I became fixated in understanding like how it helped um, for my personal reasons and then also how, um, what it meant to, to be a legal cannabis company or um, operate a legal cannabis business. Um, so in, with that same person that uh, introduced me to cannabis as therapy, I started working with him, helping him um, attain these permits and then became like really versed at it and, and realized that was uh, an opportunity in the space uh, to help people. And, um, and so I did. Uh, in mo and to be honest with you, the, the main reason why I wanted to understand the legality, legalities of it is because I come from a... Um, very, um, bless you, that's Hendrix sneezing, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I a family, very Christian, hardcore, you know, from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. And 
um, especially like with my mom uh, being so uh, involved in the church, <clears throat> I wanted to be able to explain to her, hey, I'm not doing anything illegal, you know. And um, I just dove into it and, and decided that I would be, or I would make my personal and professional mission to, you know, to um, undo or to try to at least Educate. Yeah, educate and introduce people to accurate information. Um, then it's been a journey since then. <laughs> wow, because I mean, you know, as a therapist, I've seen it um, grow over the years, this movement, and I've seen the medicinal benefits um, to some of my clients. And I right. think it's great that you're doing um, this this work because I know that it hasn't been easy for you all in the industry, you know? Right. The industry for military personnel that come out, you know, with uh, specific issues um, dealing with, you know, for me, I had a TBI. So that TBI um, mass traumatic brain injury for those who don't yeah, know. What and traumatic brain injury, um, had like some ramifications like it it uh messed up my sleeping habits my eating habits um so having that uh disruptive sleep throughout the night created um like a lot of tension um, because i wasn't getting rest um so that you know then led to anxiety and depression and it was just like a whirlwind of of out the way that i call it is a snowball great effect would not like leave me exactly and um i when i tried cannabis i literally was able to think clearly um within like 10 minutes of and it was another veteran who introduced me the first time that i you know that i tried it because before the military i was never into cannabis or anything like that and um, while i was active duty either um and then just experiencing that relief for like that hour, I was like, that's exactly how I want to feel. Cause I finally felt like not tense, not mm -hmm. angry, sad, or, um, and, and I just took it from there and, and decided to, to do the research for myself, understand it better. Um, and when I made that decision, that's when I met the guy that was doing the whole legal um, permitting and stuff. And the rest is history. Um, I, I met so many different military veterans who have been either growing it for years with the purpose, you know, of um, introducing other military vets that are dealing with issues of PTSD and other issues that we deal that are specific to our community. Um, and from there, it's just been such a blessing. Um, the community is very supportive. And even if people that, that don't, um, believe in you know the the therapeutic benefits um but there is research out there israel is the country that has been doing research uh, for over 30 years mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. israel they allow their military service members to use it for medical purposes that's yeah. how they are in that area so so speaking of research let's jump into that and educate some of our our listeners and audience what are some of the things you've discovered um, that research has shown to, you know, as far as the benefits, the therapeutic benefits of cannabis? Well, benefits, again, like, are, for instance, mental, for me. I can, I'm not a healthcare professional, so I can only speak uh, for my um, 
for my from my personal experience and then experience of, of the people around me so i'll tell you what how i do uh, i am very intentional with my cannabis use um so i have the strains that i recognize that are good uh, that give me um like a restful state of mind right. so i those for like sleeping um that's how i'm able to you know sleep through the night without the cannabis uh that I take at night, I would not be able to sleep more than 45 minutes straight. So right. before I was sleeping and waking up every 45 minutes to an hour, every single night for three years. Wow. So you can imagine the tension that I carried in my shoulders and my mind and my head. Oh, and we know how bad that is for, for your overall health when you're not getting sleep. sleep exactly. It's a critical component. Yeah. So when I went to therapy, because, you know, before I started cannabis, I started going to therapy and, you know, I was telling them what was going on and they were, the therapy, the therapist is the one who said to me, how are you in three years that you haven't slept more than an hour straight, um, you know, in intervals of an hour, he said, how are you like functioning? You know, because I had a job, I had, I had a full-time job um, and I was doing good at my job and my like house was a disaster. Like where I, my personal life was falling apart. And the only thing that kept me alive because I contemplated suicide every single day. Oh. Just imagine like not being able to sleep for three years and oh just- Oh my gosh, it's, it, I, I, I can only relate to that on a very small level. When my son, uh, the first year of life, of his life, right? And I was so sleep deprived. I literally thought there's got to be something seriously right. medically wrong with me. And I was losing my mind, you know, and That's my doctor's like, you just need to sleep more. <laughs> so, well, you know exactly the feeling. So three years of that, um, I finally decided my mom, you know, after just breaking down, she's like, get help, you know? So I went to get help and explaining to the therapist that I hadn't slept in years. He was like, how are you even functioning? And I was like, Oh, no, but I'm giving up, you know, that's why I'm about to give yes. up. It creates that cycle of depression and anxiety. Exactly. And insomnia, and then, uh, then it creates a lot of physical pain, too, because you're not resting. It's back pains, neck pains. It was just becoming like a whirlwind of um, just of, of pain. just chronic pain. Yeah. And discomfort with just life itself. That's the best way that explain it um I, I it got to the point that i was thinking i'm i, I cannot be living like this i rather not you know yeah. and then you know just a simple puff from a plant one day and i literally just felt like all of that was put to rest and essentially even 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 in the sense that i i had such a clear state of mind for that time being that i even said to my I even analyzed the therapy that I was going to and the things that I was do doing wrong, you know, because I wasn't keeping it real. If they, if the VA knew like my personal life, they probably would have put me in an institution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was you weren't being completely honest with them. Right. So even that, in that moment of clarity, I said to myself, oh my gosh, I need to be honest with the doc, you know. All of that happened in that moment where my friend introduced me. Um, and, and that's when I realized in my mind, I even said, this is how I want to feel for the rest of my life. You know, there is a way to live without having. Um, and, you know, in my mind, while that happened too, I, I just told myself, that's how I want to feel. And I don't, 
and obviously smoking the, the cannabis at that point was the only thing that changed. You know what I'm saying? And I was not intentionally doing it to feel better because I was just doing it because my friend introduced me to. Um, so at that moment, I was like, it's possible to feel that way without smoking too. So I was looking for that. Like it should, that to me, that, yeah. moment is like, that is just a supplement um, that can help you think clearly so you can make the right decisions even when you are not under the influence. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just how I say that. So I said earlier that I'm intentional with the use. So yeah. I I have, you know, research the strains that work for me for sleeping, that work for me for um, to give me um, appetite, that work for me, you know, to get my creative juices growing, uh, flowing because I work in a very creative space, right. um, and just to even give me energy to 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 go on through the day. Mm -hmm. um, and mind you, I would I'm not considered a person that's like above average use of cannabis like i said i probably consume once or twice a day and move on with my day mm -hmm. um and i do it when it's necessary for instance at night i have to do it because of the sleeping situation due to the tbi mm -hmm. but like throughout the day if i don't feel if i don't feel energized then i may do the strain mm -hmm. that helps uh, with energy you really um, do it on an as needed basis absolutely absolutely yeah. and that what I um, uh, promote with, you know, the things that I do in the space, um, just use it intentionally uh, for, you know, what you're looking for. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not against the, the people that want to do it recreationally, you know, that's their prerogative. But for me, um, I think uh, abusing the plant, um, it is possible to the point that, Absolutely. and I'll tell you something, if you smoke a lot of cannabis at some point like you have no tolerance for it and i think that's what people may say it's a gateway drug because essentially if you're looking to get high and you're doing it every day 24 7 there's just like any other substance you're going to build exactly. a tolerance and a dependence on it i'm glad you discussed that because that was definitely one of the things i wanted to kind of pick your brain on is what do you say to those people who are concerned that medicinal use Will event can eventually lead to a full blown addiction, you know. And I think you answered that question in part by saying you're very intentional about it yeah. and you're clear about when you're using it and why. In one hundred percent, and honestly, an addictive behavior has nothing to do with that has to do with the person. I mean, I'm sure you right. um, mm -hmm. you professional in that space, you you know that, um, but. Cannabis does not, uh, it's not any different than Tylenol, honestly. Um, if you, it, it might take the pain away for a short amount of time, you know, and it might help you think clearly for, for, for a while for you to make better decisions um, and, and, and that kind of stuff. And the other thing is, like, you don't have to smoke it. I honestly prefer to smoke. I was a smoker of cigarettes while I was in the military and developed that habit. Unfortunately, I quit when I got out. And the method for me um, to consume cannabis is smoking because of that little habit that I got over. Yeah. Um, and then the other part too, to me, and this is just a personal preference, I like to see that it's the flower of cannabis that I recognize, you know, when I'm consuming it. Once, you know, it's not, um, the flower, 
you know, it has been processed at that point. So you have to trust that. Um, and there's way obviously to, yeah, the legal space, you know, you, everything has to be tested. Everything has to go through, um, requirements, uh, from regulations. Yeah. Exactly. The regulated space, they track uh, the plant from seed all the way through re the retail point. So if they... So it's pretty safe, generally speaking. Generally speaking, it's safe in the sense that if something goes wrong, they can track any any business that touched that plant um, from mm -hmm. where it was seed all the way through um, where the manufacturing into the retail. And um, are there stringent kind of criteria on how these things kind of eventually make it to the market like you have to pass certain regulations and quality control etc correct each state has their requirements so they test for metals they taste for pesticides because it's a plant yeah you know? yeah that's good to know because for, you know, it's concerning if you get all that other substance in your system right so i'm glad there is a regulating kind of body yes yes and every state has their own um i know california tests um, for for heavy metals, they test for pesticides. Um, they test for you know foreign um, objects and in particles uh, in the plant. Um, and those you know, I actually went to a testing facility here in California. I think Twenty Labs, uh, a whole tour. And before you know, it gets to the retail location. These these things go through so much heavy text, uh, yeah. testing. That's good. As a clinician, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> That's how it should be, you know. And in the traditional markets, people usually do get the plants tested, you know, to know the cannabinoids, um, uh, the amount of cannabinoids, which is which are the um, the molecules that do that we have receptors for in our in our bodies, um, and just to know like the quantities of that. So a lot of people are looking for CBD, and a lot of people don't want THC. So if you want to make sure, um, you can either and you know the facilities that do testing, um, they actually you can have cannabis that you just found on the street, let's say. Yeah bring it to them and they'll test it for you oh wow um, so you don't have um, to be to get a uh, cannabis tested so if you go to the dispensary where you know a traditional one or a regulator one and you want to get what you just obtained tested you can definitely do that so what are your top three tips um pro tips on how to kind of make a decision about which cannabis strain might be good for you and how how to kind of vet the dispensary right that you're buying it from if you're like a newbie and you have no idea what you're doing yeah so the number one thing that i would say is um get with somebody that has done it um at the dispensaries usually the people there are knowledgeable um so they will tell you know exactly what you're looking for so it left if let's say like me i the first time I went, I would, the first thing that I wanted to nip in the butt was my sleeping disorder. So when I went there, I told them that that's what I was looking for. And usually they will, they will um, recommend one that it's uh, what usually the indica strain is the one that they say that um, puts you in a more restful state of mind. So they'll point you to that. So number one, know what you are um, looking for. 
free. Yeah. You're using it for, yeah, okay. And then number two, once you have that and then you are able to get something that was recommended to you, either by a professional space or by, you know, a grower themselves, um, uh, then make sure you keep a journal because that's what I do. I kept a journal of, of the feelings that I had based on the strain. Um, there's thousands of strains out there. Um, so, it, you know, like what reactions you had. There are some that I'm like, I'm never <laughs> smoking that again. Why? Because let's say I was in a couch lock where I was literally sleeping the whole day. You know, something like that. Yeah, we're not going for that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'd rather sleep at night, not throughout the day, you know, so... Um, that's so, great advice journaling and kind of journal, noting the effects and something name and just the effects the, that you the it gave you or even like if you like the taste you know you can journal um, the entire experience yeah. um, and then you know make sure you uh, ask the right questions as well at the you know where you get your cannabis from as far as the testing um, as far as maybe um, growing methods and things of that nature, because that also has an effect um, on the plant itself. So just know where you get it from, and know um, try to keep to to have that that um, that knowledge of of who you're doing your dealings with. So like that, if let's say worst case scenario something happens again you can track, you know, where this came from and essentially not only help you, but help, help someone else that, you know, um, may have been either affected by something negative that happened. Yeah. Um, just, just, you know, quality control that, that personally we can all dive into. Great tips. Um, for those of you guys who are, you know, kind of curious, like what, what are the therapeutic benefits? So the, the, research I did, brief research, I would say, you know, in mental health anyway, anxiety disorders, it's known to help with that, sleep, like Joanne said, uh, chronic pain, and there's some studies coming out that it could also help with schizophrenia. We know what it's done for seizure disorders, especially epilepsy. So there's a lot of promising uh, results and already kind of happening results in real time. But I do want to say that, you know, there are damaging effects as well um, of long-term and heavy use as with any other substance. So you just have to watch out for that because you can develop cannabis abuse disorder or cannabis dependence disorder. And, you know, apparently the risk for addiction though with cannabis is lower compared to say heroin or cocaine and maybe even alcohol. So you guys really need to think about like the risk benefit analysis, right? Like what are you, what are you using it for? You know, have you tried other alternatives? If you're using um, pot versus say, you know, a hydrocodone or opiate, right? Like you have to make a personal decision which risk and you're willing to take because you could also be heavily dependent on the opiates. So I think it's great advice that um, Joanne is not only sharing her personal story, but she's also giving us some ideas on how to make sure that we don't stay in uh, or we don't go into an abuse pattern. Um, I think that was really important information to use it intentionally and really kind of uh, wait it out, right? Like see how long you can go, I imagine, without, without taking the substance and 
Absolutely. I, other coping skills, perhaps. Because too, the one thing that I think people um, sometimes lack the knowledge is that you don't have to ingest it. Like if it, for pain, for instance, you can use the bombs um, for- oh, topical, topical treatment. Topical treatment that is just as effective. I mean, this is a story that I tell everybody. I have an aunt who, um, she's diabetic. So uh, she had a motorcycle accident and um, she suffered an injury in her foot that for 10 years would not heal because of her diabetic status. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave her a, a bomb uh, that is infused with cannabis with both, both THC and CBD. And within three months, mm-hmm. her skin started regenerating. Wow. She had been under medication to um, address that. It looked... I have horrible pictures of it. I hate to show it to people, but it looks really like worse than a third degree burn. Like you can almost see her bone before the cannabis bomb. After using the cannabis bomb, there is complete like scarring already, scar tissue developing. Yeah. Amazing. Just amazing. Within three weeks, she, well, the first thing that she told me is the pain was completely, you know, whenever she put, she would put the bomb, um, she can actually sleep because it didn't hurt as much. And then within three weeks, she saw that scar tissue was being built. In three months, there was a full in developed on top of like that hole. That Amazing. I'm not surprised because it's plant-based, you know? Exactly. It's one of the powerful medicines. And did you know that um, cannabis was kind of part of the medical system in the 90s and then it was removed? I was really um, surprised by that. I did not know that. Yes, yes. So cannabis has been used for medicinal purposes before all of us were born. Mm -hmm. In America, cannabis was... So you know there's cannabis, um, the plant that you use for consumption, and then you have hemp which is low on THC that you can use the fiber to, to pretty much do anything but um, metal and glass. So you, you can use that fiber to make plastics, composite materials, um, build house, uh, you name it. Now, the, and then even uh, eating um, uh, supplements and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so before the 1900s, um, the United States required people to grow hemp, you know, for those purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the medical healthcare at that point used it um, for medical benefits as well. Right. The treatment of pain, the treatment of so many different things, essentially. This is um, legit, guys. Check it out. I was really shocked by that. I'm like, it was on and then they removed it. And now we're trying to put it back on in the system. Yeah, so- what happened was, you know, obviously it was a time where Mexicans were migrating into the United States. Um, and obviously there were some racial overtones. Um, and I would say not overtones because it, <laughs> it's completely blatant. Um, that's even why they call it marijuana because they, that's what the Mexicans uh, used to call it. Ah. And, and they developed, you know, the prohibition started then. Um, and essentially what happened was the, the cannabis, they couldn't differentiate between the cannabis plant that was used um, for, for building um, and then the cannabis plant that was used for the medical. 
So they just piled it up into one and did away with everything, which essentially just shot us, you know, as a society in the foot because um, the hemp plants, it's eco-friendly. So everything that you build with, uh, with the hemp plant would be sustainable and it would help the environment because the plant is that um, amazing. You know, it can with soil remediation, it can help with oxygen, uh, re- cleaning, you know, the, the oxygen levels um, and moving seeds. So essentially, why would you get rid of something like that? Yeah, maybe some, sounds like some political, uh, political issues yeah. going on so there. People that prohibition were the ones, you know, uh, behind the paper, uh, wanting to do paper, not from hemp, but from other uh, trees, um, that it's worse for the environment because those trees take five years to grow to the point where you can now use them um, to, to uh, create paper. The hemp takes six months. Wow. A six harvest, you harvest, you can do something that takes five years with, with the types of trees that people are using right now. Wow, thank you for that little historical information there. That's really helpful. Um, can you tell us a little? <laughs> Sorry. No, you have to spread that, uh, you know, because that, yes. right, our environment uh, issues are real and we have to, we have something that can potentially resolve them. So. And it'll really be sustainable. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm surprised uh, they're not talking about that as much as you think they would, considering we've been trying to really, you know, up our up our efforts on uh, being more environmentally friendly. That's probably politically motivated too. So cannabis and THC. Can you please break break it down for us? What's the skinny on on that, and why would someone pick one over the other? Honestly. Uh, THC is the molecule that uh, it's uh, related to the euphoric feeling um, and what people would call being high. Yeah. Um, CBD is more, has more anti-inflammatory. Uh, uh, so the CBD yeah. is more body. Uh, so you can, um, you won't feel the euphoric high, but you will feel more of a relief. Um, so essentially, the plant always has both. Now, the, for instance, the hemp-derived plant, the CBD is way higher than the THC level. So anything that has 0.3% or less is considered a hemp plant, and that's like barely detectable le- levels of THC. Now, altogether, they do have what is called the entourage effect, where they the entire essence of the plant works together for the medicinal purposes. So I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of the entourage effect. Um, personally, I think that whenever you start picking out, you know, certain aspects, then I feel like you, you, um, and just from like a chemistry per, uh, perspective. Yeah. Per, yeah. You're disrupting something there. Um, in my opinion, again, I'm not a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. Or a, But, you know, from my own personal experience, yes, I feel like the THC does help The what I told you with my aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, the TH, the bomb that she uses has both, T, it's high on THC and high on CBD. And um, they work together so effectively. Um, I'm yeah. going to send 
There's that's a synergy. Maybe that's why you called your company Synergy. No, that is exactly why. That is, exactly <laughs> is literally the um, the theme of my life. Um, with because it also uh, has a lot to do with the plan and how it works. All the all the molecules together, you know, to to provide uh, help. You know, to, to provide help. So, um, in my, I like to think that um, in, with synergy my team and you know the community comes together to to elevate, That's um, true. elevate and inform people so what is synergy what is what is it exactly you know trying to do and what it is what is its mission yeah so our mission is to you know to get purpose-driven uh, individuals kind of curious and entrepreneurs um, together to uh get to elevate and um inform people about the the benefits of the cannabis plant as a whole not just for consumption but you know as a business um as a viable business as a viable industry and obviously as a wellness um uh, alternative okay great so you wrote a book too i heard what is the name of the book and tell us about what yeah. it's about so the book is uh, The Successful Cannabispreneur, and it's um, my letter or my thank you letter to the industry and the cannabis community uh, for, you know, saving my life as a whole, because not only was it the wellness aspect of it, but as an entrepreneur, um, I identified opportunities there and was able to, to you know, to make um to make a, a career for myself and also, you know, bring other people in and help them with their career. So mm -hmm. uh, in the, in the, the book itself, you know, I talk about a lot of the opportunities in the space um, that people not necessarily uh, think of because they usually think of the opportunities or, or the cannabis industry. It's only come, you know, comprised of, a cannabis grower or a dispensary owner and things like that. So I kind of break down other opportunities that are available for people to, that are more accessible. Yeah. Um, I also try to talk about the uh, mentality, you know, to have to be a successful entrepreneur because obviously it's a, it's a new industry. It's um, going through a lot of growing pains. You know, it's still federally illegal in America, um, but you know, it's still a multi-billion-dollar industry. And I, Absolutely. yeah, and I personally think that people of color, because of our relationship with cannabis, we've we've been the, uh, criminalized for it mm -hmm. um, forever. Um, most of us usually have a negative connotation about cannabis, mm -hmm. so um, I try to to, you know, debunk those myths in the I book. I can do some of that. Yeah, yeah. Where can uh, people find the book and what is the book called? So the book is The Successful Cannapreneur, successfulcannapreneur.com. Okay. Um, and the book is also available on paperback and ebook e version on Amazon. Okay, great. So, you know, you mentioned you're a U.S. veteran, right? Yeah. And um, I believe you're partner is also i think active duty yes active duty. active duty so what do you think about active duty personnel being able to consume marijuana medicinally that is i wish they could honestly i wish yeah. they could 
Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's for me to say that they must, you know. Sure, sure. But uh, do I believe that it would help a lot of people? 100%. Right. And the levels of stress that military people go to, um, not in, you know, you don't have to be at war. You don't have to be, you know, deployed to go through a stressful stressful situation. Even working here in the United States, going home every day, but being active duty military, um, it's a stressful, we go through stressful things, you know, especially... Pretty much, we the the government at that point dictates a lot of, of what you do and a lot of uh, what your life direction is while you're active duty. Um, and I think cannabis can help people cope with that. You know. Sure, sure. I mean, look at the alcohol rate, abuse rates, right? And I was gonna get into that because that is just a whole nother problem in itself. Oh my gosh, yes. Like I do think that it would serve the military better to have people consuming cannabis than alcohol. Mm -hmm. I I would say that for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, we're not there yet, but hopefully one, one day, um, the culture can change a little bit. A topical with like, when I had my accident and I had uh, chronic back pain, chronic headaches, a topical would have definitely helped. I'll Mm -hmm. tell you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and they get, for instance, about topical. I mean, I think uh, active duty people can use it. A topical doesn't go through your bloodstream, so they really can't know, you know, whether yeah, whether you used it or not, because obviously you're not gonna get high from it, right. um, you know. So just using the topical can help. So there, there, you know, there are ways. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The, the federal legislation needs to change in order for them to be able to do that. And that's and that's going to happen soon. Uh, there is the uh, MORE Act, the Marijuana Opportunity uh, Reinvestment and Expungement Act, which is championed by Kamala Harris. Um, mm. Though I know Joe Biden is not so much for legalization. Obviously, he has the VP that is championing mm-hmm. uh, federal uh, legislation that's on the Senate. Uh, so I think the future looks bright um, for cannabis. And I would love to exhort, you know, people of color to jump into this uh, movement um, because there's a lot of uh, people to be helped. There's a lot of money to be made and we can definitely uh, cause a change and, and impact, I think, with the, let's say, if, if in our communities um, cannabis is legalized, we can use the tax money to reinvest back in the communities for education and, you know, to better our, our health care. Right. Yeah. Even the infrastructures of some of our communities can be helped um, with tax money that comes from it. But we have to be involved with that so we can make those demands, you know? Mm-hmm. Very interesting and very, very wise and educational well thank you so much for your time and for your knowledge and wisdom and you know um we hope that you know people found this informative and piqued your curiosity and if you want more information um can you tell us your website again 
Absolutely. You can visit us at synergyuniverse.io and please follow us on Instagram at cannabis.synergy. Uh, my personal Instagram is underscore JM Balbuena. And um, looking forward to hearing from everybody. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. To learn more about Cecile, become a sponsor or guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. No.